And, uh, and I thought I was coming along quite swimmingly on this thing. And one day the professor said, hey, let's go down to the music room and I'm going to let you hear this. And, and she got a record out. Yes, they were records. And she put a record on. And she goes, now, this is a professional, so don't get too, don't get too um, uh, discouraged by it. And she played that thing and it was like, ugh, forget it. I'm not even, I mean, the speed that this was played at was incredible. And of course, the precision and all that, I'm like, I mean, I was feeling pretty good before I had, I heard somebody really good. It's like, you know, you know what the thing is? Don't compare yourself by yourself. It's not, it's really not wise. But what about our Christian walk? What about, what, what about in our walk with Christ? It's not good there either, you know. Maybe how often have you known yourself or maybe you've seen it in others or in both situations. You've seen it where somebody has taken a standard that they've lived by and used it to measure their own holiness. Right? And, it, right, right, you know, well, we don't go to the theater or we don't, we don't go to restaurants that serve alcohol or we don't uh, play the lottery or ladies may say, I don't even own a pair of pants or a man may say, I don't even own a dress, Amen. Which, is, which is good. And all of these are fine and all of these are good and all of these may have biblical principles to them, absolutely. But if you measure your righteousness with God based on yourself, well, that's not wise. Why? Because you might have right actions and a wicked heart. You might have everything on the outside right and have a life that is a, a mess in about every other area of your life, a.k.a. church at Corinth. Yeah. Because sometimes you can't see this. I said it last week, have you ever watched somebody uh, unsaved and you realize they have more character than you in a certain area? And you go, ooh, yep, yep. I remember this guy at a church we went to, uh, I wouldn't give his name, I don't even think he's there anymore, but I knew this guy, uh, he was all upset one night about somebody chewing gum during church. Can you believe people that's up there chewing gum, chewing gum, they're just chewing gum. And this guy's life was a wreck, his family was a wreck, and it was so bad, his daughter was on the verge of depression and suicide. And he's worried about somebody chewing gum. Not wise to measure yourself, by, and he felt pretty righteous about it. Like, I don't chew gum during church. You know, it's awful. Wait, you might think you're doing pretty well, but how do you measure up? How do we measure up to Jesus? That's the measurement. And so we saw last week that we use God's ruler to measure ourselves. Always measure every aspect of our life. Measure it by the word of God. Chapter 10, verse 13. You see it there? But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule, which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. There is a rule, a measurement that God gives. And when we make our own ruler, we looked at this last week, when we make our own ruler, the problem is we'll always be right in our own eyes and blind to reality. We just think everything's great and we can't even see it. So we saw last week, quit comparing yourself. Quit, quit comparing yourself to somebody else. Quit comparing yourself to each other. Tonight, though, as we move on, well, Lord willing, finish this chapter. Tonight, the title of the message is Quit Stretching. 
not, not, not stretching. Quit stretching. Quit stretching. We're going to look at that here. Do you realize, and I know you know this, this crowd knows this. Uh, if you're listening online or watching online, I, I believe probably most people watching tonight may know this. But, you know, God has a will for every life in here. Every life that is watching, every life, God has a will for your life. If you're unsaved, his will is that you get saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That you put your take your trust from off of yourself and off of your works and off of your good things and you put it on the person of Jesus Christ and what he did. That's his first will for your life that you would be saved. But if you're saved tonight, his will is that you'd walk in obedience. That's what he wants you to do. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We could quote this, couldn't we? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now listen to verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and acceptable, here it is, and perfect will of God. God has a will for your life. In every aspect of your life, he has a will for your life. But as we go along in life, we find this many times in our life. As we go along, we find that it's easy to get, here's the word, distracted. Distracted from the will of God for our life. Now, as the Apostle Paul defends himself to the church here at Corinth, there is great help for you and I tonight if we have found ourselves sidetracked in life, sidetracked from the will of God. There's help here tonight, and I want to look at that. Look at verse 14. He says, For we stretch, there's that word, stretch, for we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. That these first three words, we stretch, not that word stretch means to extend beyond a prescribed or the prescribed bounds or the prescribed boundaries. Now, Paul using this word at Corinth, these people here at Corinth knew exactly what that meant because of the Olympic Games, the Ithmian Games, I believe it was called, the precursor to the Olympic Games. They were here in Greece. They were here, in, not done in Greece, but in the country, and here in Athens and around Corinth in that area. Yeah, you missed that. And, uh, but they were very familiar with this. This term, this word stretch, this word not to extend beyond the boundaries. Because if you ever watch somebody run a race around a track, if you've ever watched track and field, they have lanes that are drawn out in white that every runner stays in, <clears throat> right? Now, if you get running and you step out of your lane, well, you're disqualified. The race for you is over. You're done. What, what, what do you mean? You're not finishing the race. Do you have no opportunity to win? And Paul says here, verse 14, For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure. That word measure means boundary. So he says we are not getting outside of the bounds that God has made for us. Watch this. We're not getting outside of, let's call it this way, the will of God. God has a will for Paul, right? 
He says we're not getting outside of those boundaries. We're not extending beyond the boundaries that God has placed uh, upon us. We are not getting out of the lane that we are running in. We're not getting out of the lane. He says, as though we reach not unto you. You see that? For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. Watch. He said, we didn't get disqualified before we made it to Corinth. How did he make it all? I mean, I mean, you, you look at the missionary journeys he had already been on before he came to Corinth. I wish I had taken time to even uh, look this up. This was uh, all the, the trips here to Corinth. Uh, but if you look at the ones that pre preceded Corinth, they, they weren't of the first ones. He said, because we didn't get out of our lane, we were able to make it to you to preach the gospel. He says, we are come as far as unto you. We made it to this leg of the race. Uh, many races are relay races. And, and this is, if you want a, a good picture of the Christian life, it's not a sprint, it's a relay race. And everybody is, gets to the end of their race and they pass the baton to the one next to them. And uh, we should all have somebody that we're passing a baton to, to take up after us. In the business world, I heard a, I heard a, a, a man say this, if, if you make it to 40 years old in the business world, he said in any setting, but that's not always the case, it can't be. But let's just say in the business world, he said, if you make it that to 40 years old and don't have somebody behind you, you're preparing to take the baton, you're too late. You're too late. I thought, well, yeah. Yeah. Who do you have behind you that you're preparing to take the baton when you leave? Is it a grandchild? Is it a child? Is it a friend? Who are you discipling for? Who are you passing a baton off to? Who are you getting ready? So many people, listen, die without anybody to pass a baton off to. Yeah. This is where churches dry up. They weren't passing batons. They kept them. It's just, it's just a fact. He said, we, we reached unto you. He said, we made it to this leg of the race. We made it to Corinth to preach the gospel. Why? Because he said, I stayed in my lane. I wasn't disqualified. I, I didn't get out of what God wanted me to do. Do you remember when they wanted to go to Asia and God said no? Could you imagine if he'd gone anyway? <laughs> right? Maybe he wouldn't have made it. Maybe the baton wouldn't have, been, he wouldn't have made it to Corinth, I should say. He'd have got sidetracked at Asia and God would have said, fine, stay there. I don't know. I mean, right? But God said no and he went, but he got to go later. Just wasn't time. Wasn't time. So he said, we may, we have come this far. We didn't stretch ourselves beyond measure, which allowed us to reach, to, to come to Corinth. We got to this leg of the race. We preached the gospel because we stayed where God put us. And here we cross the line at Corinth. Look at verse 14. 15, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors. Now, let me stop right there for just a minute. He says, not boasting of those things without our measure, right? What is the word measure? Remember, I just told you a little bit ago, it means boundary. So Paul says, we're not boasting of things outside of our boundaries, outside of the lane that we're racing in. We're not boasting of anything outside of there. Watch, we're not boasting of ministries that we're not called to. We're not spending time in other people's ministries. 
He said, I'm staying in my own. I'm staying in the lane that God put me. Some people spend a lot of time boasting of other people's ministries. It's almost like you, you ever see a, uh, a parent that didn't get to do certain things growing up and then they live vicariously through their children and they just drive their children to do everything they didn't get to do, right? And they, they're living through them. Well, ministry people do that as well. They live their life through other preachers, you know. They're at, always, at one, one man's preaching event all the time. You know, because it's just, it, it's, he's, they glory in that. I mean, we're going to pastor school. We're going to here. We're going to there. We're going to, I'm not saying there's a thing wrong with any of those things, but some people will end up glorying in all of that. That's all you ever hear is what, what, what brother so-and-so did and what college this did and what ministry this did and what this one did. And they're not even taking care of their own lane. And it's like they live vicarious through that. And it's like they have something to glory in. And uh, Paul says, uh, we didn't boast of things outside of our boundaries. I didn't talk about things outside of the lane that God put me in. I didn't, I, I didn't spend time watching those uh, things, right? You see, what happens is when you spend your time boasting of everybody else's uh, accomplishments and labors, you end up uh, being unable to run your own race. Could you imagine running around the track? Okay, you're running. This is me. <laughs> Finish, start was like right here. I can't run far. <laughs> and you're like, hey, what, wait, what are you? Wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, wait. I mean, you're, if you're watching everybody else running, that means, well, number one, you're behind them all. Because <laughs> the guy in the front isn't seeing anybody behind him, hopefully, unless he's lapping them, Right. But if you spend all your time watching everybody run their race, you're going to get sidetracked from yours and you're not going to finish. You know what else is possible? You, you're watching everybody else run their race and you keep your eyes on them. You, you, you step out of bounds. Get disqualified. Right? right? Too slow. The guy in the, in the baton up ahead of you is waiting for you to get there because he's got a race he wants to run, but he just, you're, not, you're going to take you forever to get there. Because you're watching everything around you, right? He says, not boasting, verse 15, not boasting of things without our measure, outside of our boundary. Paul spoke of this back in uh, Romans 15, 20 through 22. He says, yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. I think that would have been a great, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. That would have been a wonderful verse for people to have on their heart and mind when they came into Springfield, Missouri and started 75 churches, independent Baptist churches, in a town of about 100,000. It was ridiculous. No, I'm sorry. It, it's, it was ridiculous. There was, I, I, I really have a lot of problem with that. I really do. There, you know how many people across the country have no, no gospel light whatsoever? And, uh, okay, you probably literally probably had about 30 independent Baptist churches in Springfield, Missouri, in a town of 100,000. You'll, you'll go to New York City with 8 million. You go to Los Angeles with, uh, what, 5 million or something like that. Uh, Houston, 5 million. Phoenix, 4 million people in about a handful, handful of independent Baptist churches. And they'll cram 30 up here in a 100,000 town. What of God? It was not of God. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
It's easy to be a professor and pastor at church. Never, never mind. Yeah. He said, I, I, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as it is written to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand, for which cause also I have been much hindered from coming to you. And Paul was telling the church at Rome, I am so busy preaching the gospel where it has not been preached before. I'm sorry I haven't got there yet. I've been wanting to get there, but I just haven't been able to. He didn't get sidetracked. He didn't get starstruck with somebody else's ministry. He didn't spend time watching somebody else's ministry. Paul stayed in his lane and he kept his eyes straight ahead on his race. Yeah. Do you realize when a race is being run, there's not just one race. I mean, Paul said, I ran my race. I finished my course. Yeah, there's therefore, a, what, a crown of righteousness laid up for me. Do you realize when there's 10 runners on a track, there's 10 races going on? Each runner has his race. Yeah. It's not just a collective race. Each one has a race. Paul has his race. You have your race. You have yours. I have mine. You have yours. We, have our, we each have a race to run. Verse 16 tells us why Paul was so careful. Not boasting of things, verse 15, without measure, that is of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. That's before I get to verse 16. Let me step back and finish up verse 15 here. Paul wants some hope. He wants the church at Corinth, he wants their faith to increase. Paul says we here, the team, it'd be Paul, it'd be Luke uh, here at Corinth. I'd have to remember who all might have been with him here, but he keeps saying we, Paul, we, we will be enlarged. Paul said, we will grow by you, by the church of Corinth, not some other work, by this labor right here that he has labored, that he started, that God put him there to do. He says, we will grow by Corinth according to our rule, our measuring rod, that's what that word rule is, that word canon, K-A-N-A, that's a, the Greek word canon. That's where you get the canon of Scripture. That's, that's, it means a rule. It's a measuring rod. The Bible is a rule. It's a measuring rod. It says, according to our rule, yep, what was Paul's rule? He said, according to our rule, what was the, oh, do you have your own rule? No, it was verse 13. Look back up there again. According to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us. Right. See, listen, listen, please. Paul is staying in his lane. He wants the church at Corinth, watch, to stay in their lane. He's not watching other men's ministries, and he wants the church at Corinth to keep their eyes on their ministry. Why? Verse 16. He wants the gospel to continue to spread across the world. To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. He wants the gospel to continue. He wants the gospel to get beyond Corinth and beyond Rome. He's always, he had that desire to get into Spain and other parts uh, of, of the world, no doubt. He wants the gospel to go to the 
uttermost. Listen to me tonight. If you are running a race, your race, watching all of the other runners around you, you're likely not going to win. You are likely not going to be up in the uh, uh, at, at the finish line, handing the baton to the one who's going to be running next. If you're watching everyone else, and you get out of your lane, you might be disqualified. What happens when you're disqualified? What, what, what is, the, what is, the, what is the, uh, the danger here? Well, the gospel stops. A friend of mine that spent almost 10 years in Kenya, he said, you know, after the Ethiopian eunuch went back to Ethiopia, we know the gospel got to Africa, but it was like it just stopped. Never went any further. How does that happen? I'm not saying it happened in this case, but one way it happens is when people get out of their lane and they get watching other races and they get out of their area and they get disqualified. What happens? The gospel doesn't get any farther. In some people's homes, the gospel never gets out of their home. In some churches, the gospel never gets out of their little church. In some towns uh, that has a great gospel, sometimes they never get out of their town. Oh, they know whatever's going on all over the place. They're watching everybody else's ministry. They're listening to, to this preacher every day and that preacher and this preacher and that preacher and this preacher. Oh, they're, oh, they're just, there's a lot of glory and everything, but nothing, nothing, nothing happening where they are in their lane. I don't know if you noticed this. I'm sure you did tonight. Paul refused to focus on other men's ministry. By doing so, though, watch, he was actually limiting his ministry. He said, what do you mean by that? He wasn't stretching. He wasn't extending beyond what God gave him to do. He wasn't this person's pastor and that person's pastor and this one's pastor and in this one's business and in that one's business. He was in his lane. He was in his lane. Some people have way too many pastors. And generally they won't stay around their own pastor. <laughs> right? I mean, I, you, you, we had a whole bunch of them in here. They, they had two heads in their life. And, uh, well, really one. <laughs> And uh, that's what they followed around. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. Paul said, listen, my job is to, you know what? My job is to pastor Crimson Avenue Baptist Church. That's my job. My job is not to pastor any other church in this area. That's outside of bounds. It's outside of my lane. I, I mean, you can see it all the time. So many people want to interject themselves into other people's ministry. And I, I get the, the draw and the the. the the, the, the draw to do that. But if you ever get online, and I wouldn't recommend it, but if you ever get on Twitter sometimes and uh, see what goes on, I, I tell you, a winter storm uh, comes along and you'll hear every pastor will have something to say on Twitter about why you shouldn't cancel church. And you're just a, a wicked reprobate going down a slippery slope into worldliness and carnality because you close your church doors, you know. Oh, everybody's got their opinion. They got to throw it out there to every, everybody, you know. Yeah. Oh, Christmas Sunday, that was a good one too. Everybody's opinion, what you should do, you know, for your Christmas Sunday, whether you should meet or not, you know, it's like, just take care of your own church. 
Can I tell you what? This is this this some of this happens because they just don't understand what the church is. Church is local and it's visible and it's autonomous. It has one pastor, one under shepherd, and one head. And if you're not the under shepherd, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just stay in your own lane, man. Stay in your own lane. We all have a race to run. We all have a race to run. Be in the will of God. Find out what the will of God is for your life. Be active in the church that God has placed you. You have a race to run. People that are listening online, you have a race to run. Crimson Avenue Baptist Church has a race to run as a church body. What is our race? We'll reach Nixon with the gospel. Baptize believers. Disciple. Get the gospel into every corner of the world. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and under the uttermost part of the world. We have a race to run. Don't, don't worry about the church downtown's doing. Don't worry about the mega church over here is doing. Don't worry about it. Just stay in your way. Because watch, if you get watching them too much, you'll trip up on your own lane. You'll get out of your own boundary. You might get disqualified. You might just, wait, it might just slow you down so much that you miss opportunities. Quit stretching. Quit stretching. Stay in your lane. Do you know what God... Do you know what lane God wants you in? If God has a will for everybody's life, it means you could say it this way, He has a lane for everybody to run in. Do you know what your lane is? You know what your lane is? I know what is a part of your lane. It's just a part of every lane in here. But everybody has some basic things that we all have the same responsibilities within our boundaries. And then some have other things. You know, an extra of mine, I'm a pastor, right? And nobody in here is that I know of. Um, No women? No, no. So that's a little, that's one more thing that in my lane that you don't have, right? But everybody has a lane, right? Faithful to assemble with the body, that's, that's in our lane. There might be some watching online that shouldn't be watching online that should be in either their church if they have a church they're a member of or be in this church if they're a member here. That's part of being in your lane. That's the will of God. Faithful to assemble with the body. Faithful to give to the Lord through the church. Giving. I mean, this is just part of all of our... we We all have the same little stuff right here, right? Giving. Giving. Tithes. Offerings. All sorts of things like that. Giving of yourself. Faithful to the Lord in that way. We all have in our lane the responsibility, the will of God to keep ourselves unspotted from the flesh and the world and the devil. Yeah. Come out from among them, he said. Be a separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I'll receive you. We all have that responsibility to be faithful to that. We all have the responsibility to be faithful to telling other people about Jesus Christ. Whether it's passing out tracts, whether it's inviting people to church, uh, talking one-on-one, being able to share the gospel. We all have, and some of you have different things in your lanes. And some of your lanes tonight is, is uh, not where you really expected you would be. 
expecting. In some lanes, there's things ahead that you weren't expecting to be looking ahead to. But that's your lane. Don't worry about somebody else's lane. Stay in your lane. Because if you drop out of your lane, the rest of the team loses with you. See, I, I think so many people have lost the, 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 uh, the reality that the church is a body. And they think it's just them. It's like, no, if you drop aside, you take the whole team with you. You affect the whole body. If the foot says, I'm just not showing up on the body today. Well, the rest of the body is like, I'd really like the foot to be here because I can't get real far in a race with one foot. Yeah. But people treat the church like it's just, it's, it's about them and they are an island unto themselves and it doesn't matter whether they're here or not. Yes, it does. Absolutely it does. So here's a question you can ask the Lord tonight. Am I in my lane? Am I in my lane? You can ask the Lord to ask him that tonight. Lord, am, am I in your lane? Am I in the lane I'm supposed to be in? Is there anything I've been watching getting all, uh, in somebody else's race that's gotten me sidetracked? Is there anything I've been worried about that, that is getting me sidetracked? Is, is there anybody behind me that, or ahead of me that's needing me to pass the baton to that uh, I, I'm never going to get to at this rate? I mean, just, just ask the Lord tonight. Am, am, am I in my lane or have I stretched outside of the boundaries of where I'm supposed to be running and, and hindering other people? But God help us. It really, actually, do you realize this really makes life a lot simpler? It really does. I don't have to worry about other things. I just have to worry about my race and those that are ahead of me and those that are coming up behind me. That's all I have to be concerned about. Yeah. But God help us to do that tonight. Father, thank you for the simplicity of thy word. I marvel and I am amazed Every time I come to passages and I study and, and it just sometimes it looks like there's so much there. And there is. It's, we'll never get to the depths of it. But then I, so often I walk away with such simplicity. How simple it is. Even Solomon said it in Ecclesiastes. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. How simple. So Father, would you help us tonight? If we've gotten out of our lane, would you show us? We're asking you tonight that your Holy Spirit would show us. Maybe there's a little area we've gotten out of our lane. Maybe in, 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 just, in just how we deal with the body and the church. How we deal with witnessing. How we're dealing with giving. How we're dealing with keeping ourselves uh, uh, unspotted from the flesh and separate from the world and and just things that way. Lord, just show us tonight where, where it might be. And then you'd help us, I know, uh, Father, to get into the lane again and uh, get back into the race. So, Father, we thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. The instrument's going to play tonight. And however the Lord's spoken to you, you just deal with him. You can stand if you would. Are you in your lane?
You know, there's so, so many areas of our own heart that we never even see, can't even detect. And even when we think everything is great, I tell you what, it's a wise thing. It's a wise thing to say, search me, O God. Maybe there's something I don't see. I've been so blind to it, I don't even see it, that I've gotten all wrapped up in. He'll show you that. Good to see you all out tonight. And God bless you for being here. Pray for those that need our prayers. So, all right. Hey, Chris, would you would you close us in a word of prayer tonight? Thank you.